Welcome to another episode of Reboot Higher Ed. Now, last week we spoke with Jeff and Allie. Uh, Jeff, remember, is an executive coach, professional speaker, coaching supervisor, and author creating practical neuroscience solutions to help leaders and teams to be better humans at work. So he's, he coaches and he trains uh, people to get the best results with the brain in mind. So Jeff is a great coach for leaders and organizations, especially within higher ed if you think about the uh, many changes that and transitions that many of us are going through um, right now. If you have not listened to episode one, uh, please step back and listen to episode one. This is episode two of two. So episode one, there's some great takeaways. And really what I want this, these two episodes to be is for if you are, if you are entry level and you're just starting to uh, you know, dip your toe in the water in higher ed and, and looking at a future of an, an enrollment management and leadership within your university or perhaps even outside of higher ed, think about what type of leader that you want to be. Think about the type of associate director or director you want to be. And then... You really, you know, those are things that if you start to envision that, uh, that you can, you know, take some of these things and, and maybe you're going to you're going to hear episode one and go, ah, I'm not seeing a lot of that. Great. You know what? Uh, you know, they say, write the book that you always want to read, become the leader that you always wanted for yourself. Um, the only way to do that, ladies and gentlemen, is with what? With coaching. And that's why we have people like uh, Jeff here. Uh, Jeff is going to be able to uh, give you a lot of takeaways. And to today's episode, you all, for those that have already listened to episode one, and now you're ready for episode two. All right, so that's another plug. So if you're not listening to episode one, please go back and li- listen to that. But episode two, if you're in that mid-level management position, you're an associate director, you're a director, and you're um, you're right there in the middle. So you can get granular with a lot of things on day to day. You're in the you know high grass uh, for the day to day operations. Um, but you're also tasked with developing your staff, retaining your staff, and developing uh, new leaders um, within uh, your department, perhaps. I think today's episode is going to be very beneficial to you. Also, if you are just now embarking on this journey and you want to think about the leader that you want to become, the leader that you've always wanted, um, really listen to both sides of this today too because Jeff's going to have some takeaways not only for the mid-level manager but also for that person as, as they look to move up um, within the position, uh, it's great to hear the coaching that maybe your leaders get as well as the coaching that you're going to get, um, as those that are reporting to leaders, but we all report to someone, right? So, uh, I think we can all learn from many different, uh, pieces of this cycle. Um, as, uh, you have new people coming in, you have people managing and leading and moving up. Some people are moving out. Uh, and some people are staying. What's the development? What's the in-between look like? And what's the end result for not just our numbers as we look to grow our universities uh, with enrollment, but also what kind of growth are we experiencing within our own office and our culture that we are building um, for the future sustainable growth for, at many of our universities? So welcome to episode two of two. So this is episode 27 two of two uh continuing the interview with jeff nallian thanks for tuning in to reboot higher ed So before the interview kicks off here, I just wanted to tee it up. Again, if you have not listened to episode one, 
please do so. If you've decided, I don't need that, Paul, I'm just going to listen to episode two, I get it. We only have a certain amount of time in a day. So to kind of tee this up, uh, what's happening right now is we have just uh, discussed you know, leading and developing that staff, but also as directors, associate directors, whatever your title is, um, you're also going to have to lead up and have conversations, uh, not just about developing your staff and uh, and coaching, but also how to lead up because you're going to want to retain that good employee, that good staff member that is really getting it done and you see so much potential for them, you want to hold on to them. So what about the conversations that you're going to have to have um, now upward? So again, that, that mid-level management position is a tough one. You're involved in so many different pieces, but also now you have to have a conversation too that um, is with a desired outcome to retain those employees, to develop that staff, there's a lot of things that are going to go into play outside of just time management, resources that might need it, be needed, even in looking down the line at job descriptions and, you know, that, that organizational chart within your office. Uh, some of these conversations can be tough. Um, the conversation with the employee can be tough. Uh, and then the conversations that now you're going to have with your directors uh, could also be tough. You can't win communication and you can't win coaching. So let's jump straight into this uh, interview with Jeff Nally. And thanks again for your support and tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed. So if you have a, a mid-level management leader that's doing some of these items already. And they see some talent within their office they don't want to lose. Again, at mid-level, certain access to budgets, certain access to... Just implement change. Many, uh, many mid-level. Everybody that's in mid-level management knows that there's a lot of work and a lot of knowledge that you have. But many things that you share sometimes are not marching orders; they're recommendations, right? So it's like, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I would recommend. I know many of you all are probably thinking I recommended it, and that's all it stayed as a recommendation. And thank you. Uh, door closed. Next meeting. So. What's again timing and communication and intention in our leadership has to not just be with our staff but how we're going to lead up out of our uh, leadership positions. What, um, what are some steps uh, that you would advise that someone like, hey, I really want to develop this person, but I think that I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep them. I'm strapped up with you know, with budget and. You know, I don't really know what, what's available. What would you? What are some just initial steps a person could take? Uh, I think the first is to really have that authentic, honest conversation with that person and say, "So tell me what you want. I know you've been, you've grown, you've developed in role. What are you thinking? What are you interested in? Uh, we really need to find out how people want to be acknowledged, rewarded, and what they think their next step is, whether it's with our organization or not. Sometimes we're surprised. Uh, that they what they really want to do is get to know another department or do something in the same institution that we haven't thought about and that's a great way to retain people uh, another is we always assume and I say always because sometimes I'm, I'm also uh, kind of taken uh, by surprise there are some people who in a particular quarter or a year or for a period in their life or say things like will say things like I love what I do I really don't want to move 
and grow into a different role. I don't want to be promoted right now. I'm not looking outside. I'm not coasting, but I'm really not looking for a major change in my career right now until my son goes to daycare or until I finish my graduate degree or whatever it happens to be. So we, I think we need to be sensitive to that and be ready for people to say, um, I'm not really hungry right now, but I might be in two years, check back in. Cause right now I really want to keep growing in my current role and not really have any major changes. Now for those folks who do want a major change, I really want your job and you're not leaving as my leader. Right. What can I do? I know that's it's, the elephant in the room. It is, <laughs> it is. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but we know this from, you know, decades of, of how for-profit and not-for-profit organizations lead and that is if you it's like the theory of abundance if you help people get to where they want to be and grow even if it means they are going to leave the organization you can't lose one when they leave the organization and go someplace else guess what they say about you as a leader she didn't hold me back she helped me grow she made sure i got what i wanted and what does she say about your institution to everybody it's the best place to work they really got me, they understood me, and you can't pay for that kind of marketing, you can't get that kind of um, uh, capital in social media, you only get it from being honest and authentic and helping people get where they wanna go. Contrast that with a leader who doesn't wanna lose you, tries to keep you in, and then you decide you're gonna leave on your own, and when they leave, they say things like, well, she was a great leader to work for, but I just had to get out of there. They were, she was never going to help me achieve my own goals. And she never talked to me about moving up, even though she wasn't going anywhere. And that institution is pretty good, but you will never get attention from the leaders about what you wanted. I mean, you, you cannot afford not to help people in your own department, even if in the short term, it doesn't look like it's in your best interest. People grow. People sometimes want to move out and do something else new and different. And when you put the rest of that help out in the universe, it does come back. You may never feel it or see it, but it comes back in ways that positive ways that you just can't imagine. It also is a great story and a great honest truth to help you recruit, attract, hire, engage, and retain your current talent. Everybody else is watching what you do as a leader with the one person who's ready to move up or on or over. And if you try to control them or keep them from doing what they want to do because it's in the best interest just to keep them in their current job, everybody else is going to see that and they're going to feel that fear their amygdala in their brain is going to trigger as, oh my gosh, it's not okay to want to look outside this department. And everybody goes on, on threat mode. So uh, and that'll disengage teams and employees in a heartbeat. And you don't want that to be a virus that spreads throughout the team or the rest of the organization. Yeah, it sounds like some of the things you just described that already, like if those things are happening and you're wondering like, my team, we're not, we're not really a high performing team or it's not always a, uh, it's not always because of the lack of, of marketing and budget. Sometimes it's the lack of intention and communication from the leader. Um, 
And that's, you know, and the thing, I mean, you think about it, it's not really a budget line item at that point. It's, um, and I said this in my last episode is if you're getting the point where you're seeing those things, but you also don't feel like you have the time to really like dive into that. Are you in the right spot? Right. You know, maybe it's not the employee. Um, it's not your staff member, but it's, it's you, Mm -hmm. your employees aren't growing because, because you're hanging around. And if you're going to hang around, you might as well grow. And, you know, it, it, some words are coming to mind right now outside of just intention, and that is trust. Absolutely. Um, and trust, communication, intention. And then at the end of that equals culture. And then, you know, we say culture is not always a good thing. It can be a toxic thing, too. But um, one thing about culture that, uh, that I'm uh, very fond of is it, it doesn't rest and lie with one person, but one person can get it started. You know, we work in some small departments, and cultures within a department can actually, I think, bleed into another department as best practices are shared. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of just our day-to-day what we do, culture within leadership and trust doesn't doesn't matter whether you work at you know advanced auto parts or if you work at, right. at a university or you work at you know uh, a C level you're at the C level offices of a you know, Fortune 500 company. Really, it's a solution on top of just any type of like product or system organization. Right. So when, um, and, and I, we won't go too, I know we're longer than usual, but uh, Jeff Nally's awesome. So we're just going to like take advantage of this time. Uh, the, the, I want to jump back real quick to the, 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 the admissions counselors. Um, and we have a lot of admissions uh, staff that listen to this podcast. Um, those counselors, they're trying to figure out some, some next steps for themselves. They've had those communi- communications. Um, what are what are some things that uh, you would coach uh, them as just young professionals? As you know, if you're not getting that leadership and you don't feel that you are, um, how you know what? How would you approach that conversation? So, because a lot of times the culture says. We, we don't have those kind of conversations. Our one-on-ones do not have anything to do with how you feel. Um, how, how, would, what would you, how would you coach that individual? More likely you're already thinking, well, I'd probably just go talk to the leader, but um, <laughs> sometimes it's uh, the, the counselor that needs to, to, to hear some words of encouragement or just some things that they could probably do. do you sure. Know? Yeah, so let's say it's one of those worst-case scenarios and, it's, and going to your leader and saying, you know, I want to develop and grow and maybe do something – um, uh, in a higher level position or uh, in uh, admissions, uh, if, let's say that's not permissible and it's just not how things are done right here, it's not the culture, then put yourself in the role of your own uh, advisor, your own developer. What is it in your current work that you're more curious about? And I'll use a technology example again. Maybe you're a kind of brand new or relatively new to the position. You know how to, um, uh, to use the, the tech databases and the admission systems but you want to learn more about it. Well, what else can you do without actually rewriting code and breaking it down, right? Uh, to find out more about that. It's not that you're doing it in secret, but be curious about what you want to know more about and learn more about and and um, put your own self-initiative to kind of dive into that. Uh, you know, in technology, there's always the big question mark bubble and the help item. You know, dig into the FAQs and the help that's already there. Learn more about the system, even if you're not allowed to go to the to the users conference and meet other people and dive into the actual program itself. Um, think about the role that the conversations that you're having 
with potential students um, as you do admissions and ask yourself after each one, what went really well in that conversation? What did I do as an admissions counselor that really helped? And also, what did I do that got in the way? Um, I know it sounds odd, but um, you know, as an admissions counselor, when you end a conversation with a potential student or someone that you're enrolling or that you're having a phone conversation with, I think it's okay to ask them at the end of the call, like on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is, I was really able to help you and do and help you in what, the ways that you wanted. And a one was, this didn't go well at all. Where would you put our call on a scale of one to 10? Um, I do that with all of my coaching clients. At the end of each of our sessions, I ask them just for f- simple feedback because I want to know what worked well so I can keep getting better at it. Even if no one is looking over my shoulder, helping me develop and grow, I can, I can initiate my own simple feedback and my own self-reflection on what did I do really well there that was useful and how can I hit the accelerator on that and keep doing that over and over. And what did I learn or think about that, well, that didn't go so well. I should probably shift and not do that again. That is self-driven development, even if you're in that worst case scenario where your leader is not focused on your development and doesn't want to have those conversations. So we're going to wrap it up there. Think about some things that Jeff just said just a couple seconds ago. That's self-driven. That's where you're going to have to get. That's where many of us are going to have to get. And I don't care if you're entry-level, you're mid-level management, or you're at the high director level, um, you know, dean, associate dean level. Much of the development for those that work in higher ed is going to be self-driven because there's so much going on day-to-day with product knowledge that you're going to have to have, with changes and transitions and transitions within transitions and meetings after meetings after meetings. You're going to have to find some time to lead yourself. And then leading yourself and also asking for that feedback, asking for that accountability. You know, again, at the beginning of this episode, I said, you know, be, you know think about the leader that you want to become. And then think about like how all that fits in. How, how are you going to fit all that in? You're going to have to carve out some time for you. And you're going to have to kind of figure out that. That's going to be so different for all of us. You know, it brings me back some things that I, you know, I had to learn. And I, this is a work in progress for me and for all of us. We never graduate from this stuff until we're six feet under, hopefully. So if we really think about it, it's the energy that it takes to, to do a lot of these things. It's, it's, it's practice, right? It's practice. You know, I know that, um, you know, looking at, at coaches and, you know, I'm a big fan of basketball, um, you know, making practice four, four out of six days a week, just hell sometimes. But that's so when the game, when the game occurs and tip off happens that you're ready, that the game is, geez, that's easy compared to the practice. Right now in your position, start envisioning yourself as a leader and maybe some things you you would do or some things that you're not seeing that you would want. Um, And don't forget that when you get there. And I think the reason that you're not going to forget that when you get there is not because you were just thrown or pushed into a position, but because you found a position that was also kind of seeking you and you were met in the middle in that. You know, kind of almost think of it those 
those ways. Or maybe higher ed is not for you. And right now you're working in an admissions office and you're like, man, I, I'm not doing this. Or I'm looking at this enrollment manager, associate director, director, and I don't want that. Well, first of all, think about maybe you just don't want it the way that they're doing it. All right. So how would you redefine that? And not that you're just going to take over right there, right? It's not going to happen. But you can become to look at some of those things that are going to be outside the realm of just development that maybe a lot of individuals around you in leadership have had or haven't had. Seek out those other leaders um, that have that influence or have that drive or some things you possess and begin to research and look at them and how they got there. I guarantee you there was a lot of books involved. There was a lot of things outside of what they had to do on a daily basis um, mixed with the things that they had passion and wanted to do, you know, that they wanted to grow and they wanted to uh, be part of something bigger. And maybe one or two years out of their life in different chunks, it was a little mundane and there wasn't much movement, but all the while they were still working on themselves. You know, when we think about what we do for a living and working in higher education and bringing, uh, you know, the youth in, the young adults, um, those that are transitioning back into the workplace and doing degree completion, the, some of the same things that we say to them, we need to turn around every once in a while and look at ourselves and say, hey, how does this apply in my life? I might have, have a, you know, a uh, four-year degree or two-year degree or terminal degree, but what have I done lately? What have I done lately? I have those, you know, acronyms behind my name and, you know, uh, I've, I've achieved this level of success, but what have I done lately? And how does that and what I've achieved already, how does that transition into my current role as far as developing my staff? All right. We might have a lot of product knowledge and we might know a lot about our position, but if we can't educate, not educate, well, educate, and if we can't execute and we can't lead others not manage, but lead others to pathways that they did not know were even available to them, then what's the, what's the purpose? Take some things away with you today. Um, next episode uh, for Reboot Higher Ed, episode 28, uh, that you'll hear soon. Uh, that w- and make sure you subscribe so you know when that comes out. Uh, we're going to have uh, Leanne Davis on the show. And I'm real excited for uh, that opportunity. Uh, and Leanne Davis is the uh, Assistant Director of Applied Research at the Institute for Higher Education Policy, IHEP. So we're going to be talking about... Um, Uh, research that's focused on post-secondary completion, which is uh, in Leanne's wheelhouse, and uh, the Degrees When Due initiative. So we're going to be talking about uh, reverse transfer and um, just some some things that um, IHEP uh, is currently doing and uh, providing uh, at the institution level uh, that's going to be very beneficial to that some college, no degree population that's making a comeback towards degree completion. So again, thanks for tuning in to uh, another episode of Reboot Higher Ed. Um, thanks for Jeff and Allie. Thanks again for uh, being on the show. And then next week, uh, episode 28 with uh, Leanne Davis and uh, some of the things that they're doing uh, at the Institute for Higher Education Policy. So uh, look forward to that episode as well. And again, thanks for tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed and have a great rest of your day. If you love the Reboot Higher Ed podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.